How you guys doing today? You're listening to the Fourth Liners podcast with uh, Bryce Burke and Jacob Kennedy. Um, Bryce, it looks like we got some fans on YouTube for the first time. We got uh, someone commenting on our videos. Bro, you just you just doxed me. You name drop my last name. Oh man, now we're gonna find oh, where you live. Man, dude. Man, the fans are gonna crowd your house. Oh man. Should I use? Yeah. I should have called you Bertuzzi Crunch. You know, keep things safe. The fantasy hot dude. I, the Bertuzzi Crunch, dude. I don't know. I don't know. I, I I like to pick semi-offensive names for my fantasy teams. Hey, that's what you gotta do. Like you can't have a, a normal boring name. No, no. My my other league, I'm the Eddie Lack Attack. <laughs> that's a perfect name for a fantasy. I guess. I don't know. But yeah, going back to the, we got a fan. It looks like on our um youtube channel we 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 appreciate the support buddy um james with two first s's ever comment first, first ever, ever comment. comment thanks james we love appreciate to see the support it. man wholesome moment he uh what did he say he said um he said we are dope so i've never been called <laughs> dope in my life which that's, that's the most pretty awesome com- that's the most internet compliment ever We're dope but there's more there's more hey. there's more he says keep it going so we'll keep it going for you james james with two s's check him up on youtube he has a little bit of content 77 subscribers pretty good for uh it's better than us you know but um we'll get there one day yeah you know uh it's nice to, it's nice to be a small channel and have have a little bit of support so this podcast here uh because you said keep it going james we're gonna keep it going just for you james on a on a side note i heard your uh, i heard your assembling or purchasing a computer yeah it's uh my recent covid purchase you know uh, i've been having packages to my door like almost every day my sister my mom um but yeah i'm, I'm purchasing a pc a couple of monitors and uh i'm gonna start edi- editing some stuff for you guys so bryce does a lot of the editing so i want to try to chip in a maybe, little bit maybe some streaming maybe some streaming. some streaming too yeah maybe we can add that onto the channel um a little more diverse content for you guys uh, i don't know if you like that but we got to do some more breakdowns too we're gonna do some more breakdowns because the first one I, I thought bryce you did that very well that was beautiful they're fun the helmet they're toss fun. it's fun to it's fun to mock people man when you when you showed that <laughs> the, i don't know if the security guard or whatever it's face <laughs> the the arena worker wow. man, that the, i died of laughter i was on the floor <laughs> <At> the floor <laughs> That was perfect. Nah, don't lie to me, bro. You just exhaled in a in a funny way. Nah, <laughs> how'd you know? You you breathed out of your nose quickly. You didn't laugh on the floor. <laughs> you got it. You gotta exaggerate your emotions, you know. Yeah. Uh before we get into uh into anything else today, I think we should talk about our fantasy hockey matchup that occurred last week. Yeah, <sighs> some sad news. The Bertuzzi Crunch. It's happy um, news. Is it is it happy? Is it? I'm no? happy. Uh, okay, you know, what? bittersweet for me. Happy for you. Bertuzzi Crunch beat the Agar Bombs. It was close. Um, the lead kept changing. You know, we were very close. It our Shishjerkin wasn't performing like usual, so that kind of hurt us a bit. Um, Bro, goalies are sinking both of us. Both, goalies like, are a so- struggle in fantasy. Every in my year. other league, I had Shesterkin, and I needed him to play. It was a weird situation because I knew I needed him to play really well, but I knew if he played really well that you would beat me. So it was like, uh, what do I want here? 
But he played bad, as per usual. Yeah, he's and, a, and that New York Rangers bro. team, they're a little iffy sometimes, so I feel like I feel like he'd be a good secondary pick next year for yeah, a goalie. Not a high round pick. Better. But no. Bro, my high round pick, Connor Hellebuck, sitting with a cool nine goals against average and a seven three nine save percentage right now in my current matchup. It's great. He's so good. I love that. I love it. My favorite part about Connor Hellebuck is how he just keeps my life on the edge, dude. Because one game, he'll have a, a beautiful 920 save percentage. And the next game, it'll be sub 800. It's like, wow. Keeps, you know, he, he wakes me up in the morning, dude. You know, he, he, he's, <laughs> he's, he's a reason to live. out of bed. No, he's my reason to, to, to wonder. Okay, to wonder. because how did, he, how did he do last night? Let's find out. Every freaking day, it's a different story with Connor Hellebuck. It's a nice little surprise. It's usually a horrible surprise. Well, when I need him most, he lets me down. I mean, he didn't do too well against the Leafs. I'll tell you that. Ah, oh, bro. I Man, he got pulled. He I, got pulled. Yeah. For Bersuat, or however you say his name. I, I'm taking Vasilevsky first overall <laughs> next year. I honestly wouldn't be a bad move. I'd and do that. Rask second. I, like, I... <sighs> See, I... I had the option, Connor McDavid. You know, I had I was the first overall pick this year, and I picked Connor McDavid. But against you, he didn't get a three goal or three goal night and one assist night. But you know, when I'm battling for the fifth fifth place in the league, uh, that's when he decides to do that. Yeah, pain, dude. I mean, and then and then I took Jack Eichel first in both my leagues. First, buddy. And then I take Evgeny Malkin like fourth, and you know, he's hurt. You gotta wait till Eichel's traded to the Rangers, and then then pick him. I don't know what to do, man. My my, and then and then and then my 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 shadow pick, Nick Ehlers, done for the season. I'm done, dude. Joe Thornton. Joe Thornton scared him. That's why he's not injured. He's he's just scared from Joe Thornton. Who's gonna carry me? A Vander Kane. Hey, Jonathan Huberdo. Did you just mention Kane had four goals the other night, didn't he? Four points, one goal, three assists. Four points. I mean that's great, but like that should be that should be an accent thing, you know. Like Kane <laughs> should be an accent to my superstars, okay? But no, but no, I I can't win. I can't win. Well, I do win because I beat you, but I'm not gonna win this matchup. I don't I don't like to hear that negative attitude from you, Bryce. Oh, I'm I said done. your name again. I said your name again. Oh, I don't care. I was okay. just kidding. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, you said my name a thousand times as it is. Like, it's, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, for fantasy, it's always you're. Oh, you're feeling so excited that you're winning. You're like, wow, this feels great. And then when you lose, it's the worst feeling in the world. You're so furious. You're sad at the same time. You don't know if feel you're like a piece of crap. You don't know if you should like punch something or you should cry. You know. So. I honestly, I you know, when I'm losing in fantasy, I I really evaluate why i watch hockey it's like i i've been watching hockey for 20 years now uh and i don't i still don't know anything you know like i i like to say i know a lot about hockey which i kind of do but i still have a. Uh, I've been, i don't know i picked jack eichel first i guess i don't know that much <laughs> i guess not yeah if you pick jack eichel i mean poor guys on the sabers remember that uh well, every year the Sabres, you look at them and you say, they'll probably be better, and then it just gets worse. They're supposed to win the Cup this year. Yeah, that's what the owner said when they signed Taylor Hall. Oh, wait. 
He's a Boston Bruin. Oh, right. Got Oops. away. All right. So how about we go into the the Calder race for the NHL this year? Very interesting. Um, so the top Is three it? guys are um, Kirill, Dollar Bill, Kaprasov. Um, Jason mm-hmm. Robertson, which is a little bit of a surprise. And then the third guy running, there's a few guys, but I think Josh Norris is the guy that's mentioned. Um, yeah. there's a few other goal, like goalies that are mentioned too, like Kakinen and Lekkinen, Lankinen, Vanacek. I mean, there's a lot of guys that have that third spot, but right now it's Kaprasov and Robertson, which are the two contenders for the Calder Trophy. It's surprisingly a good year for rookies. Like, when you look at the class, like, besides Tim Stutzla and Kaprizov, you didn't think that there was, like, any insane rookies. But with, like, Jason Robertson, 39 points plus 15 on Dallas? Man, what? apparently a lot of those points are even strength. And he's leading, he's, like, almost, he's tied with Connor McDavid for even strength goals. He only has five power play points, man. That's insane. So he he doesn't need the power play to give him an advantage. He's just a good player. I it's it's crazy. I when the season started, I thought it was going to be like Kaprizov, Stutzla, and Hoglander, and then Lafreniere. It, it just, oh right, Lafreniere. I, <laughs> I even forgot about Lafreniere. Where is Lafreniere? Twelfth with seventeen points, my guy. Seventeen. I mean. To be fair, Jason Robertson's a little older. He has played in the AHL. So that does give him a little bit of advantage where he played with older players. Lafreniere is coming from a league where he's playing with just, um, he's not playing with men. Um, it's, it's so is Kaprasov, too. He's coming from the KHL where there's they're playing, you're not playing with boys, you're playing with men, right? So I think that has an advantage. So that prepares you for the NHL. Yeah, for sure. They they have to like guys like Lafreniere has to adapt, but I mean, um, yeah, it's a it's insane. And Robertson's twenty one years old, and like this is a, this is insane for his first year. I did not expect this from him. Like he wasn't a player that was talked about a lot at all, at no. all, dude. I, I I I didn't even know Nick Robertson had a brother until this season. I didn't know he it turns out Jason's the better Robertson. Maybe. So maybe hopefully yeah i mean they're still pretty young so we'll have to see but 39 points in 43 games that's i'd take him in my fantasy team any day so who do you think gets nominated at this point because i know we talked about it earlier in the year but i mean uh, at this point it's, it's kind of clear i mean if it's it's very, it will come down to the wire because kaprasov does have more points um but the kind of season robertson has had and his individual stats where like he can be one of the top guys that has gone points even strength and Kaprasov apparently for goals he's 80th in the league and Robertson's like number one almost with tied with Connor McDavid which is one of the, the, the best player in the NHL so yeah. I I will ha- I'm gonna say it's Robertson at this point I think it is but what about Vanacek I could see Vanacek being nominated, but I don't think he's. I don't think he's going to win it. He's competing with these. Like it, it, it's really tough to see a goalie 
be nominated like they really have to have an outstanding season he's had good games and he's had a good run i don't think he he's been shaky at some time but then he gets yeah back he's to sitting it. he's sitting at a 908 save percentage like uh, like honestly lankanen has probably done more for chicago than vanacek has done for washington yeah for sure but not to talk low of vanacek but i think he, he i think he's i think he's made his goal i had him on my fantasy team for a while he did amazing got some wins but um it's pretty outstanding but he is on a washington capitals team which they're pretty pretty dirty of themselves like they're nasty it yeah it, it definitely helps jake ottinger has been really good too he's a little bit further yeah. down the list with only 10 wins but he's only he's played 25 games another Stark dallas knows. star i'm wrong he started 21 games 10 wins 915 save percentage yeah honestly and new jersey's got quite a few um rookies as well in sharon govich uh yeah he's been decent kuokinen and ty smith dude like they ty, look good ty smith at the beginning of the season was having an insane run he was uh i like him i think he's a decent defenseman and he's still pretty young as well yeah no he's he's top 10 in rookie scoring as a defenseman that's pretty good yeah um yes yeah, his first year in the nhl like he ha- and he didn't even come from the ahl as well like he was coming from a league where, like, like I say, he played with boys, but um, he he's a small guy, but he's getting the points up there. He's on a New Jersey Devil team too, which probably he probably would have had more points if he wasn't on that New Jersey Devils team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, pretty impressive, twenty one points. Um, there's so many rookies, like you, you wouldn't think of these other guys that will be like considered because they were high picks right in the draft. Um, I think Ty, Ty Smith was a, a first round pick, but he was, yeah. Um, but you don't think of like Kaprasov, which he was uh, picked later, but uh, he, he developed this game in the KHL. That's another controversy as well, where they don't. Think... Yeah. No, he's another Panarin. Yeah. He's another Panarin, before. but he, he's still pretty young to make him. I think it's okay to consider him for a Calder trophy. But, yeah. Yeah, like they're... it's gonna come down to him, uh, Robertson, Norris, and and Vanacek will probably get some votes. Yeah, for sure. And like, it, it's weird because you see Lafreniere, like the first overall pick, but not doing as well as these guys. It's just an interesting season for rookies, like you said. Yeah, New York is such a, a you know, an unbalanced team at times, and and, and Lafreniere is what eighteen, so. Mm-hmm. I, like, I don't blame him. Like and, and it's not like he's been a no-show. He's got 17 points. I mean, if this was a full season, he'd be on pace for like 30-something. Yeah. Know? So, not a bad season for Lafreniere. He, he was just overshadowed by by a lot of this class. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, maybe it, it, uh, like, it also helps the, like a better team around you. His team is full of rookies, right? So, yep. I mean, a team like Minnesota, they... Yeah, Kaprasov is their leading scorer, but he has a lot of veterans around him, like Zuccarello and other guys like that. And um, Fiala, Parise, yeah, Suter. right. There's some good yeah. veterans there to help him out that have been around in the league for a while, and they can put up points as well and help him put up points. And then Robertson too. You have Jamie Ben. You have Tyler. Oh, Tyler seconds out, but um, guys like that, right? It, it depends on yeah. the team. I feel like same thing with Vanacek. So. But, yeah, I don't know. Who do you think is going to get the Calder Trophy? Probably Kaprasov. He's been so electric. Kaprasov. 
Yeah. yeah. He's been so he's been so electric. But like it's about who's gonna get votes, right? Like Jason Robertson yeah. is gonna get a lot of votes. Josh Norris is gonna get votes. I bet Stutzla even gets votes. Stutzla, uh, yeah, for check sure. as well. Yeah. But it won't like Kaprizov is going to, to win. Yeah, like people say he's the more flashy kind of player, like his style and he's in the long run, who would you take for your franchise? Kaprizov too or Robertson? I'd take Kaprizov. Uh, Kaprizov, hundred percent. Yeah, him being a little bit older is um, a negative, but I think he's so electric. You know, I he, I think he's the type of player who can like do things on his own. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like he he you can build around him. He's not something you plug in. Yeah, he doesn't rely on other players to be better. No, and that's not a bad thing. Like like who I don't even know who Jason Robertson is. Jason Robertson playing with Ben? Uh, let me see the lines here. I can imagine he's playing on the first line. Yeah, I like the Ottawa rookies a lot too, man. Like, Ottawa is is good, despite their record. That they're actually good. They are like they have a lot of rookies coming up, and they have a lot of prospects that you wouldn't think would have been good in their career until they played on this team. Like Drake Batherson is pretty good. Um, Yeah, Robertson's playing with uh, Rupe Hints. And Pavelski on the first line. Okay. Which is pretty nasty. I mean, Hintz is having a good year, I'm pretty sure. Um, Pavelski is pretty decent. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good line. Solid line. Yeah. Ben's on the second line, so he's over Ben right now. And that's pretty That's pretty impressive. But yeah. yeah Ben's uh, having kind of a bad year. Yeah, but he's getting older too, I'm pretty sure. Um, he's $9 million. Always been, he's always been weird to me. Do you know why he was drafted so low? No, I don't want. I don't have no clue why he was. It was because it was because he basically hadn't made a decision whether or not he wanted to play professional baseball or professional hockey. So teams were iffy about whether or not he was actually going to play hockey. So that's why he was taken so late. No way. Yeah, apparently he's really good at baseball. Uh, there's a lot of athletes like that. A lot of guys in the NHL have like had multiple uh, paths to go to. Um, yeah, Jerome McGinley is one of those guys, eh? He was a uh, he? he was supposed to be a lacrosse player, and I'm pretty sure he's drafted in uh, the NLL. And well, there's there's no there's and, no and baseball too. choice there. He baseball, was gonna, yeah. yeah, he played baseball. He was going to go in professional baseball too, and hockey. Like he was, he played everything, and he was the best at it. So that I yeah, like I didn't know that, but Ben though. Yeah, Ben was a baseball player, so. Hey, will he, um, uh, will he transfer? Will he pull Michael Jordan? Go over uh, the Texas I, Rangers, Jamie Ben. Oh, please no! <laughs> no, not the stick, Rangers. Stick to hockey. I I do not know enough about baseball to talk about it. <laughs> I I, I'm in, I'm interested in baseball, but like at the same time, I mean the jerseys I'm, are cool. You know, uniforms are, are cool. I I don't know. They're a little boring with no logo. Like I'm so used to hockey having a logo. Why does every team wear a gray away jersey? <laughs> a lot of the teams have the same color jerseys. They all have a gray jersey. It's, like, it's, it's boring. I don't know. It's like the gray in the Toronto Maple Leafs um, jersey doesn't doesn't go well. Or the Winnipeg Jets. No. I don't like the Winnipeg Jets um, reverse retro. It's a little boring. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I miss the Winnipeg Jets uh, whiteout jerseys, man. They need to bring those back. Oh, so clean. If they had those uniforms, 
those would be dirty. Yeah, Insane. I like Winnipeg's like regular jersey. Like I think it's simple and clean. But yeah. like I, I love it when they throw it back to the old Jets logo with the whiteout. Oh yeah. For it sure. Looks great. Um we should do that one day. We'll we'll rank jerseys. Um we'll make a video out of that actually. The yeah, my no, new, we gotta go through all the jerseys. My new PC, you know, we'll we'll Ooh. get something going there. Nice. Okay. So I'm yeah. Excited for that. So yeah, for the rookies, I, your pick is I, I'll say Robertson, you say Kaprasov. That way we're both picking a different player here. Either or good candidates um and like we said josh norris tim stutzel vanishak um kakinen great picks for a calder i mean insane yeah. insane seasons by oldham um yeah. pretty impressive Su- surprising year for the rookies for sure oh yeah what's next um so players that have dominated the league this year who's who's the one player that really stood out to you that i guess maybe wouldn't think of standing out huh um man you go first all right um i have one player in mind mika zabinajad that's right insane on the new york rangers he's having one of his best seasons um traded for Derek Broussard from the ottawa senators (laughs) when he was very young (laughs) ottawa always banging their heads after their trades great trade Um, ottawa this guy has 45 points in 49 games played. He's almost a point-per-game player. 19 goals, 26 assists. He's a, a plus 8 on a New York Rangers team, which is not the, the, the best, but he's playing with the bread man, which obviously helps. But he had 75 points uh, last season in 57 games. This guy oh. is turning out to be a true superstar in the NHL. And I think he's becoming one of the best. And he's a player that really no one really thought of maybe becoming a good player. And he's only 28 years old. He still has a lot of years left in his prime. He's so, a top 15, top 10 player for sure. Yeah, I can, I'd for consider sure. him like that. The I, way he can explode in games is what, like, he's a consistent player. But he has games where he just explodes, man. And that that's what makes him so good. He can just turn it on. Yeah, every time you look on, on Instagram, you see, oh, Zabinajad had another three-point night, had another hat trick tonight, had a four-goal Does, night. It doesn't even surprise me anymore. It doesn't no. even surprise me. Literally, almost, like, every week I see him do something like that. And it's insane. Like, for you just think back of, like, how he was traded for Derek Broussard and then where Derek Broussard is now. No no hate on Derek Broussard, but they're not. Derek Broussard was good. He was good at the time, but he's a little older and – it kind of worked out for the Rangers a lot better. Um, and that's like of course kind of, it did. And he's like a veteran guy to have with all those young guys too, but he's still 28, so he's still part of that young core. He fits in. He does fits fit in. fits in nicely, man. The Rangers have a superstar player there that I don't think they expected to they become do. a superstar. Like everybody knew Zabinijev was good, but like I don't know if anybody expected him to be point per game good, no. over point per game. I can tell you I didn't. I didn't think of him like that. Um, no. It's insane. Let me look at stats, 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 right. stats. Yeah, he's playing on the first line with actually he's playing with Lafreniere on the first nine and Buchnevich. So he's not even playing with Panarin. Which is pretty good. Um Yeah. But yeah. I mean Adam Fox this season, another New York Ranger. Another New York Ranger. Uh I, I was I, he yeah. was on my list too, actually. Um yeah, go ahead. 
He's got more points than Zibanejad. Is he leading the team? No, he can't be. He's got 46. Zibanejad. No. Wait. He's got 46. Yeah, Zibanejad has 45. So he's right there. I mean, yeah, I mean, Adam Fox has, has turned into uh, an elite tier offensive defenseman. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I like everybody thought that was going to be like Tony D'Angelo. No. <laughs> Bye, Tony. <laughs> Tony but, D'Angelo um, was only good for his last name on the New York Rangers. Honestly. No. Honestly. Um, other guys that are having huge seasons that maybe I didn't expect to, like uh, Jonathan Huberto is having a huge season. Uh, I didn't expect him to have this good of a year. 52 points. Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that goes under the radar too sometimes because I, I guess he plays maybe it's Florida and Florida is not recognized as much sometimes for their yeah. their play but man 52 points he's more than a point per game player this year he's he's massive yeah, is he one of your favorite players on, Huberto yeah yeah I love the Panthers I love Barkov and Huberto are two of my favorite players yeah they're insane together they're nasty yeah um Tyson Berry on Edmonton this season he was on my list as well nuts and surprisingly like i guess toronto wasn't a good fit for him um they didn't ex- he, he didn't exceed he still had a pretty decent season in toronto but i guess he didn't exceed a being on that toronto maple leaves team um he he has the same amount of points that he finished with last year and he played 70 games and he got 39 points this year is 46 games and 39 points. Like it, it's it's insane how the shift from the Oilers from the Leafs to the Oilers like how much better he's doing. Yeah. Do you think that's he's just like fantastic. the team? Is like um, Darnell uh, Nurse like, helping him pl- out? Playing playing in Toronto is just like an experience, man, and not everybody's cut out for it. Yeah, you a know? lot of pressure. Tons of pressure and like, you know, like he came over with a lot of expectations. So yeah, it probably just bogged him down, right? And then he gets to go to Edmonton, fresh start. Yeah, he came off a career higher from Colorado, going on to going to Toronto too. So yeah, they probably expected him to have the same season. I mean, I take a thirty-nine point defenseman. That's pretty good contributing, but he was a minus seven, so like it just it factors in with that as well. But I mean, mm-hmm. insane. He's a. It, like he's close to being um considered for the Norris Trophy, but I think there's guys ahead of them that like yeah, Adam Fox, yeah. Edmund, and stuff, guys like that. But yeah, he's having an insane year. Um, Jacob Chikurin, yeah, huge another, season. Another guy that another defenseman that um has kind of broken out. Um, he was kind of a question mark though, wasn't he? Don't you think? Like before. Yeah, no, like, he didn't really know what you had with him. No. Everybody um, knew he was good, but, like, he's turned into, like, a, a point-producing, play-driving defenseman. And that's that's what Arizona needs, honestly. And Arizona's a fun little team this year. Like, I'm really rooting for them to make the playoffs, man. They have a good core. They have a good core there. And the addition of... Well, Chichurin's actually been there um, since 2016. Seasons. Yeah. So... He's, he's good age. Yeah, and he's only 23. I mean, pretty yeah. good. Uh, he has 36 points at, in 49 games, which is close to a point per game, not not entirely, but that's pretty good for a defenseman. On a on the Arizona Coyotes, they're just outside of a playoff spot too. So 
a, a good player this year. I agree with you there. Definitely somebody that they needed. Yeah, they need that that uh, top defenseman, except OEL, yeah. right? Yeah, you could you could talk about a lot of uh, Ottawa Senators man as well as as being yeah. just to- total surprise players. Like so many of them contribute. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Josh Norris, insane season. Jake Batherson. Jake Batherson. Yeah. Like some guys you wouldn't see, you, you wouldn't even hear of if they. I guess if they weren't playing on Ottawa, because they, they give like such young guys opportunities to play, like. It's it's insane of all the young talent that's have had an insane season this year. Like, I mean, couple years, man. They're they're gonna be nuts. They are. They're gonna be one of the best teams. I guess the North Division won't be around in a couple of years. But considering right now, like if if they if this was the future and they had the North Division, they'd dominate it. I think over Toronto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they have Colin White too, which is insane. Connor um, Brown. Connor Connor Brown Connor Brown's having an insane season. If we want to talk about goals. that, yeah, yeah, like and he he was on a eight game scoring streak or whatever. I think that was the streak that he had. Insane and Toronto gave him up for not a lot, right? And they kind of had to dump him, but he's getting the opportunity to play in Ottawa. So he's a fantastic player for Ottawa. Fits on the second line perfectly. Yeah, right fit for sure. Um, yeah, anyone on Ottawa is having a good year. Even Shabbat, decent year. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. They, you know, <laughs> something funny? They have three Browns on Ottawa. I know. Oh, it's no, funny. two Browns, two Browns. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Connor and Logan, right? Uh, oh, wait, no, so they, they do have they do have three, but Logan's not wait. playing. Who's Logan Brown? He, he's, a, he's a prospect for them, I'm pretty sure. But he has played a few games. Yeah, he's playing for Belleville right now. Yeah, so they have three Browns. They have Josh Brown on defense, Connor Brown, and Logan Brown. So it's a lot of Brown. The Browns. They should change their name to the Browns. Take your. Let's flip the script here. Who's who are players that you think have been massively disappointing? See, that's a good question. Um, disappointing players. I'd have to say. Let's hear you you have first, because I have to think about that one. Jamie Ben was having a terrible season until recently. Yeah. Like, like um, we, we just talked about him, but but yeah. Um There was somebody else that I had. Max Domi, terrible season. It's just been a joke. It's been a mess for him this season, I think. Especially going it's to Columbus. Tire fire over there. Yeah. Um, it's just getting traded. Uh, one for one, Josh Anderson. Josh Anderson's thriving. Yeah. And Max Domi's just suffering, being benched tw- twice from John Tortorella. Like it's just not the season I guess he he probably wanted. Um, yeah, I agree with you and Max Domi there. I thought Eric he'd be a Carlson. lot better. Eric Carlson's a big disappointment. And I think I just the San Jose San Jose Sharks team, they're, they're they're okay, they're decent, they're they can catch up to that last playoff spot in their division. But he, he was he was the top four one of the like he was rated top four in the league a few years ago. And I think a few years ago he was the best defenseman in the league. Yeah, I mean, people were talking about him being one of the all time greats, man. 
I know, and now I wouldn't consider him that. No. Yeah. No, he's a complete hollow version of himself in San Jose. He Granted, is. San Jose's not a very good team, but like a guy like Eric Carlson should be able to carry a team, and he, he just like isn't. You and took the words out of why. my mouth. I was literally about to say carry a team. Like he's like that's who I was that's what I was thinking to say. Like he would carry a team. He did that on Ottawa with one leg, man. Like yeah, watching he has that, that bad series, leg. watching that series uh, when he was on Ottawa when they made it to the uh, conference final. I mean, that was all Eric Carlson, man. Yeah, like, that is a beast of a player. He was their and, like you, you would think of the Ottawa Senators, you would think of Eric Carlson. Yeah, but yeah, he's dropped uh, off. Disappointing year, I think, for Capo Caco. I think the Rangers wanted him to take a step. Yeah, usually in your sophomore season. I mean, either you have it's his second season, right? Yes. Yeah. So sophomore season. I mean, you sometimes you have a bad season, but if you look at like guys like Austin Matthews, um, in his second season, he had, he was pretty good. Like, and you look at some other guys, they 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 exceeded in their sophomore season. But I guess he's in the sophomore slump right now. Like, and that's kind of concerning for a second overall pick. I would think. He, where a lot of the team around him is succeeding and yeah. he's not no and he he's still pretty young but like he he's coming from a league where he played with men and he didn't he's used to like this kind of hockey and i just I'm, I'm not impressed i'm not and he needs to step it up honestly if it, like i can see him being a trade asset to a team mm-hmm. if he doesn't step it up 21 mm-hmm. points or no 16, 16 points in 42 games played. That's not a second overall pick to me for in a second year. He should no. be stepping it up and not declining, right? He has 23 points. He had 23 points in 66 games last year, which was disappointing. And now he has 16 points in 42 games. So it looks like he's on the decline, and that's just not a good sign for me. I trade him. Yeah. But he has value. Um, Eric Stahl. Eric Stahl. Yeah, I mean, Eric Stahl was supposed to be a good player, like a good veteran on Buffalo. Obviously, twelve points, negative twenty-eight. That that's that's. I think most of that's been playing on Buffalo. That uh, yeah, it has it an effect on his game, and he's he's a veteran guy, and uh, he did not fit that team at one like one bit, and he like. <laughs> Despite his age, there's still, I think, reasonable expectations that Eric Stahl is supposed to be a good player. And yeah. Like, like, you can blame Buffalo all we want, but, like, at some point, like, somebody has to, like, step up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, the whole team is bad because the players are bad. You know? Exactly. It's, he's, I, I don't he's get 36. it. He's um, 36. Yeah. He's getting but up he was, like, uh, He played for who? Minnesota last year? Yeah. 47 points it was good it was yeah. good but now you see he got traded to montreal but in 13 games he only has two goals and he's a minus which eight. is i thought he was gonna do a lot better in montreal i, I thought he's gonna thrive montreal. he's minus eight. Oh man so he's a player that's i guess getting up there in age and he's not the player that he used to be he he's had a hundred point season in his career too so you look at that i don't know it, it just maybe it's the age that's catching up on him but there is high hope still for Eric Stahl to be a pretty good, decent second liner or even first liner. So mm-hmm. 
I don't know. He, yeah, he was pretty disappointing this year. Like I thought he kind of would help Buffalo with being a veteran presence on the team. I thought their Buffalo I mean, overall was going to do better this year than they actually did. But mm-hmm. yeah, I agree with you on Eric. So, um, a player that Cody. I, who, oh, who's sorry. I was, go ahead. I was going to say Cody glass. Yeah. No. Okay. We talked about Cody glass. Um, not taking a step for Vegas. Unfortunately, no, I don't know if he's buried. Man, that's six like, older all pick too. Lineup. Yeah, um, I don't know if he's buried in the lineup, but uh, he could be. You might not get be getting an opportunity. I mean, Vegas is a team that's stacked. Um, a lot of good players on the team that get the the chance to play ahead of him. Ten points in twenty seven games. Um, he's a plus six. Like I mean, he probably helps out when he plays, but um, not not Maybe as much. A guy that just needs more opportunity, you know. I think so. More ice time, and that would help out his game for sure. Um, he's a six overall pick. I, I'm pretty. He's a Manitoba boy, you know. Um, he's only 22. Still got time to grow. Um, you never, you never know. Like when he's 25, he maybe have a, a breakout season. So you just never know with like the young players and yeah. Maybe I the, think they need to play him more next season. I think I think next season they really have to play him. Yeah, give him you don't, a you bigger don't, role. You don't want to waste a Cody Glass. You know, like Cody Glass is supposed to be like a, a good top six guy, right? You don't want him to become a third liner for his whole career. Yeah, and he's a you centerman know, so, too. So. Yeah, you, you want to you want to play him, but Vegas is just so f- stacked. Yeah, that they are they are stacked. Like they already have their top six, so it's hard to slot a guy, a young guy like that in there that you don't know if he'll put up points for you or not. So. That's like that. That was a good pick, actually. I, I, I totally forgot about Cody Glass. And that's the problem. Who yeah. are you gonna say? I'm gonna say Carter Hart. We'll Carter a, Hart. Bring a goalie, okay. Carter Hart. That's a that's a good one. What is his statistics right now? The guy was scratched, which surprised me. Um, I like, thought he was on the can rise. Philadelphia, like, can Philadelphia just get out of limbo? Like how long are are, yeah, limbo, right? That's limbo. that's the term. I think so. They're in. We'll they're say in it is. Limbo, right? I think so. What's the room you wait in? Purgatory, right? Purgatory. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, yeah. They are stuck, man. And like guys like Giroux and Voracek aren't getting any younger. It like. Oh. They need like, to get Carter rid of those Hart- big contracts. Carter Hart has an eight seven seven save percentage. Yeah, I mean, what the hell, Philadelphia? They're comparing this guy to Gary Price in the season that like that. I just don't see that. I mean, not not to say Gary Price doesn't struggle in his career, but yeah, I think it's Phil being on a team like Philadelphia that's stuck in purgatory. It's been years, man, since they've been able to get any kind of consistent goaltending. Like, they made the cup final when? 2010? Yep. Uh, that's a it, long, long time from now. It. They haven't been able to get a goalie, and now they have one, but he's struggling. And, like, I don't know what it is, man. I Like, when does that team overhaul and rebuild? Like, how long have they had Giroux and Voracek for? Way too long. I mean, Vorchek, he's having a decent year. And so was, I mean, I think Drew's having an okay season too. So, but I mean, it, maybe it's time to move on from those guys. Um, 
I don't I like I think it's part of Hart's struggle is maybe the defense in front of him too because they have struggled in the defense category for that team. Yeah, big time. And maybe that really reflects on his play, but the coach scratched Hart, not the defense. I mean, he put Goss's pair of waivers and then brought him back. See, I don't know what's going on in Philadelphia. They got to figure some shit out. So, uh, the improved Carter Hart's game. He's only 22, but if he's going to be compared to Carey Price, he's got to step it up. Carey Price kind of did have bad seasons early on in his career, right? He did. I mean, I think it's normal for a young goaltender. Like, yeah, it's a lot of pressure can, can too. Hope. Philadelphia can hope that he mirrors Price's career somehow, you know? Like, he just all of a sudden emerges as dominant. Yeah. And at the beginning of the season, though, like, they were doing pretty decent. They Like, they weren't bad. I don't know, man. It, it, it's, it sucks for them. Oh, yeah. Um, They look, they, they thought this was, like, their savior goaltender. I mean, didn't have to re- rely on Brian Elliott anymore, which uh was Shut probably probably nice for them. But yeah, that's a that's a goalie that I think maybe he's been under uh, he's underperformed this year and been a little bit of a disappointment for the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, he's not very far off from Frederick Anderson though. <laughs> no, oh man, Freddie Fredzilla, Elliot with an eight nine six, Freddie with an eight nine seven. I mean, Freddie's been struggling with injuries, so maybe that kind of con- uh, is a contribution to that. So yeah. I feel bad for him that I think he's on his way back. Price is only at a nine oh one. See Price, yeah, Price has those has those years where he struggles. He's had them before too. And remember when they they considered taking Halak over Price? Yeah, we talked about that in our first uh, podcast. We did actually throw back to our first podcast. Seems so long ago. I mean, you've got guys in the top ten goaltending stats here that like I wouldn't have expected to be here. No. Like, Grubauer, Flurry's still a top three goalie, Jari's fifth, Sorrow sixth, Talbot, Cam, Talbot. How much is Cam seventh. Talbot being paid? Not enough. No, um, clearly. Yeah. Varlamov, bro, eighth with a 9-2-6 in 30 games started. What? What? I know. It's like is that the same Varlamov that that was on Washington? Like it yeah, it's hard to it's it's hard to like grasp the understanding of like the goaltenders in the, in the, in the season. Like it's just been so iffy for some teams and for some goaltenders that should have been good, which they weren't, and some rookie goaltenders that just broke out. Like it's just like how is this how is this working? How is this possible? And like another guy like that's being paid almost as much as Carey Price is Sergei Bobrovsky, and you can oh. ask him. You can ask the same question that to, for him too. He's underperformed so much. I mean, he's coming back to his senses, but like he for eleven million dollars, is he worth that? Uh, not at a nine oh seven and a two point eight six save percent or uh, goals against average. No, exactly. And now, if you're paying a goalie ten million or eleven million, like they should be like nine two five save percentage. Yeah. It, in that, Florida's a team that wants to win the cup too, and like you're paying your goal. Like imagine the money you can spend on other players, and then you just play Drieger, who's probably had a just as good season as statistically much better. Nine two three save. There percentage. you go, there you go, and he's being being paid under a mil, which is like you just think about it. Does goaltending does goaltending matter? 
So, NHL. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I don't know at this point. Do you need an eleven million dollar goaltender? Probably no. not. You should dude, goalies should never be paid more than six million, six and a half million. Yeah, for sure. I mean Vasilevsky, I'm pretty sure he's being paid like eight something, which is is not bad. It's way better than ten point five and eleven million dollars. Well, you can make an argument that Vasilevsky's the best goalie in the league. And and to be fair, when when Florida signed Bobrovsky, I mean, you could make an argument that Bobrovsky was the best goalie in the league when he was playing on Columbus. Yeah, no, he and he he was thriving on Columbus, and he was unexpected. Another Philadelphia Flyer goaltender, which is a uh, kind of unrecognized that he got traded from there but yeah um i totally agree with that it's just and the, like you look at thatcher demko on vancouver who i think is genuinely going to be a top five goalie in the league yeah and that's my bias talking but it still ah, i agree there. with you i agree with you uh, he, he's he's thriving and he's, he's going to haunt canada in the olympics bro he is he oh he'll be on the roster for sure i mean he has holpy too like He's doing better than Holpe, which is he was on that Washington Capitals team, which was insane. To be fair, to be fair, Holpe, the last three games he's played has been sick. Despite the fact that we lost last night, he, like, yeah. he couldn't have done more. Couldn't have done more. No, that one night against Toronto, he played amazing. Yeah, he's the reason they he won. He played both games. He played both games. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah, no, he yeah. did. Yeah, and he was amazing against them. Like he he thrived against in those games and. I, I think Holby's a great goaltender, but maybe, I don't know. Uh, it's just, it, I think it really depends on when our, where a goaltender plays and maybe the pressure that's on them too. And I, I think I, goalies, like, they work so closely with their coaches, the goalie coaches, Yeah. that I think when they change teams, you can run into a goalie coach who is so fundamentally different from your last goalie coach, and it throws everything off. Oh, yeah. I, I think I totally that's why agree. a lot of the time we see goalies um, change teams and heavily underperform or in the opposite direction overperform because all of a sudden now they, 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 they've run into a goalie coach that really works for them. Yeah. Um, and if they get traded too, like they get very familiar with that goalies, uh, that, that goaltending style that that goalie coach showed them and they, they get try to, they, another team teaches them a different style it, it, it kind of probably affects their play too big time man yeah because like i say like hope he was in the mate like he, he was amazing on washington won the stanley cup for them and but he comes over here and it's probably a totally different style and he's playing in the north division which is an insane division yep um maybe lacking in the defense a little bit but um but yeah um I think I, I think uh, I I don't think you need to pay your goaltender eleven million dollars to be to have a winning team. Dude, you see teams all the time get away with goalies getting paid like less than five million. Like, how much is Mike Smith getting paid? <laughs> Man, forty-one year old is he forty-one? Yeah, must be. I think so. Forty-one year old dude, Mike Smith. He's insane. Yeah, nine two three save percentage, seventeen wins, five losses. He's playing on Edmonton, but like. Edmonton's crutch or downfall has always been goaltending. And now, yeah. boom, Mike Smith comes in. Oh, He's been that guy for insane. the 39 years old. Yeah. Last year, bro, I watched Mike Smith, and I was like, ah, this guy's probably done. He's winding it up. Yeah, playing, I, I thought right? that too. He's been around now, since 2006. He's, he, 
now he's he's right back to being a top 10 goalie in the league, man. He's been around for forever. He's the best puck handling goalie in the NHL. <laughs> man, can he dangle? Can he dangle? Uh... Honestly, yes. <laughs> um, Austin Matthews out? Probably. What about Borgo? This guy's been around for forever, man. I remember, I remember when he was on Dallas and then Tampa Bay. I remember. Yeah, man. He, best, best, best stick handler, goalie, fighter. He has it all. Mike Smith, dude. If you want to win a Stanley Cup, you go and get Mike Smith. Thirty-nine year old. You have him on. You had him on your fantasy team. I have him. Yep. You have him. I have him and Hellebuck. So in theory, my goaltending should be great because Hellebuck is fourth <laughs> in the league. But for some reason, yeah, I don't know. I just need goaltenders in fantasy. It's just. It's, I need to. I need a Delkovich to pop off tonight. Hey, hey he's on a Carolina Hurricanes team that's had an insane season. I don't think you can go wrong by picking a Carolina Hurricanes goalie. No. No, you can't. All th- all three of them are freaking good. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Do you want to end off here, then? Yeah, we can call it here. Sounds good. Um, Thank you guys for listening to the 4th Liners podcast. Uh, James with two S's, we appreciate the support. Hopefully you guys uh, comment, on, uh, comment on our videos. We'll We'll shout you out in the podcast. We'd love to hear support from you guys, and we'll we'll show appreciation like. for you. Leave, leave a like. Leave a like. Let us know that you you enjoyed it. It really encourages us. And uh, if you want to uh, take up arms against any of our opinions, feel free to comment. Call us stupid. Yeah, you know? we, we love criticism. Give me give give us your hot takes because we'd love to laugh at them in the next podcast. We love the criticism. We we want to deal with the the Karen the Leaf Karen fans that Brace dealt with. Oh too. my God! Give me some Leaf Karen fans in the chat right now. <laughs> they, they all start commenting. We shout all them out. Oh my God! It's, it's the worst part about living in Ontario, man. I have to deal with you people. <laughs> oh, they're the best. They're the best people. The worst. the worst. Thank you so much for watching, guys. We will see you in the next episode. See you guys.